Suzanne Spooner is a level three practitioner in quantum healing hypnosis technique developed by the legendary Dolores Cannon, who she met roughly 13 years ago and began training as a QHHET practitioner. She has helped numerous clients around the world deal with healing issues, recovering past life memories, and dealing with PTSD, which involved them discovering their participation in secret space programs, extraterrestrial encounters, and also a mysterious global phenomenon that is coming called the event. You're listening to Exopolitics Today with Dr. Michael Sala, your source for the uncensored truth regarding the human, extraterrestrial, global, and political agenda. Click the like button and subscribe to this channel. And now, here's Dr. Michael Sala. Welcome, Suzanne, to Exopolitics Today. Well, thank you, Dr. Sala. It's a pleasure to be with you. Well, I've heard many things about you uh, over the years by various people that I've worked with, so I'm glad to have you on Exopolitics Today and uh, to introduce you to my audience that are fascinated by uh, the whole QHHT phenomenon and its effectiveness in finding out about people's past life experiences and their involvement in things like secret space programs. So maybe let's start at the beginning. I mean, uh, what was it that you did um, uh, in terms of professionally, educationally, and, and how that led to you becoming interested in QHHT? Well, my beginning into this field was uh, a little bit surprising. I uh, one day spontaneously created a uh, system for channeling, and I had to take a little bit of time to understand what in the heck was happening and how this was was coming through me. And I had, I had known about it. I loved Edgar Casey. You know, there's people that I had read about and, and admired, but I didn't ever expect something like that to come from me. Um, it eventually became a class that I could teach to others, and I love that because it showed people that their answers are within them. They didn't need to come to me to get an answer. Um, although there's great people who are talented like that and they can help people, you know, psychically tap in. But I loved empowering people to be able to find their own answers and their own connections and get their own messages. So when Dolores Cannon came into my purview, I think that's what resonated for me with her. Um, her, her type of hypnosis that she created was helping people go into this nice deep state of relaxation so that they could access their own memories, their own lifetimes, answer their own questions, heal their own body. And again, to me, that was a very empowering experience. And that just made me so happy to assist people in finding that information for themselves. So about uh, 13 years ago, I took a class with Dolores and I have never stopped. I have been just excited um, today as I am back then when I first learned from her. I was uh, very honored to be able to assist her for the last two years of her life, which meant that I got to sit back in class and got to hear her over and over again talking about things that uh, would resonate at different times during uh, my, my experiences with her. 
It helped me be a better practitioner. It helped me understand how she would so consistently receive this amazing information that she wrote about in her books, talked about in her lectures. And I just hit the ground running and, and wanted to give my clients the same type of experiences. So that's a photo of, of you uh, with Dolores at uh, some event. So you want to tell us about uh, that particular photo and what was happening? Oh, gosh, I just love Dolores so much. So this is a, a class that I was helping her with. Um, you know, I usually would sit at the back of the classroom, but just like anybody that was in a, her class, I wanted to have a picture with her. Um, she was just an amazing woman. In class, she was, you know, she was kind of no nonsense. You know, you just you didn't ask questions repeatedly you paid attention and took in what she had to give but in private it was so fascinating to spend time with her i would sometimes uh, take her to lunch and that's where i got to really crack her open a little bit and ask her specific questions about um, her subjects and her books what she was thinking when this information was coming through we had some wonderful dinners together uh, with her daughter, Julia, and my husband. It was just, she's just a very, very kind and, and generous soul. It was a pleasure to to work with her and learn from her. Well, I know uh, you got to do some uh, sessions where you would put people under hypnosis while Dolores was there. And your next photo uh, that you sent me, I thought was very interesting because you put some clients, I think you said three clients, under hypnosis and uh, Dolores asked uh, some question about the Malaysian airline flight. So you want to tell us what happened there? Yeah. Okay. So this was at a practitioner's reunion back in 2014. And uh, we called this the SC summit. So I put several practitioners under, they volunteer and um, up on stage, the there's other practitioners out in the audience and we would put, we put several practitioners under at once. So we had all of their high cells, their, their subconscious there, and the audience would have written down questions that they wanted answers to. It was a blast. It was so much fun. And on this one occasion, unexpectedly, Dolores came up and she had her little card and she had a question on it that she wanted to ask. And it was about, uh, that that Malaysian airliner that disappeared that we couldn't find. And this this was probably right around that time, you know, maybe just a few months after that event had occurred. And what she was wanting to find out is if the the practitioners that were in hypnosis would come up with the same information that she had been asking her subjects uh, personally about. And lo and behold, the information did line up. Uh, can you share anything about the information that she was getting from her clients? Yes. Um, well, th the information was that the, the plane actually went, slipped into a different dimension. Everybody was intact. They were in another dimension. This was an agreed to experience. Um, and that's where it was. Oh, very interesting. Okay. Um, so I guess... Uh, you, there's another photo that you sent us where uh, there she's visiting you at your at your office in Des Moines, uh, Iowa there. Um, or is it Idaho? No, it's Iowa. <laughs> Iowa. Okay. Everybody gets that confused. 
corn, not potatoes. <laughs> okay, there we go. So but corn, corn country, not not potato country. <laughs> so yes, she had come up. Dolores had a great desire at this time in her life to create a physical metaphysical university, and she had purchased land in Arkansas, very close to where she lived in Huntsville. And my husband is a general contractor who she had met several times and, and really they, they just hit it off. I think, I think he reminded her of her husband, Johnny, in many ways. Interesting. And so she wanted him to build the university, although we're in Iowa and she's in Arkansas, but he said for her, he would, he would arrange it. He would do it. So on this trip, she was coming up to Des Moines with her daughters to meet the architect that had done the rendering um, and see the actual renderings of her university for the first time. It was really a special site. So I had um, picked her up at the airport with her girls and I asked her if she wanted to see where my office was and we pulled up to it. And one of the sweetest things she said to me was, oh my gosh, you have your name outside on the window. And I said, well, yes, Dolores. I mean, people have to know where I'm at. Of course, my name's on the window. And she goes, you know, I just recently put my name on my office window. And she says, nobody in Huntsville knows what I do. And I said, Dolores, everyone in Huntsville knows what you do. <laughs> she, she just thought what she was doing was too way out there. You know, she couldn't dare put her name out on a, on a window. I just loved her. Just so humble and so sweet. Right. Now, I, I know you continue to work with her daughter, Julia, and um, promoting QHHT around the world. Um, so, yeah, I guess the question some of my uh, listeners will have is just how accurate is QHHT for getting information from people that is accurate and genuine as opposed to something that's created or imaginary? Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, in, in all of my years of doing this and thousands of sessions I've given, I honestly can say I don't think anybody has ever been able to make up a session. Um, the information flows too fast. It's It makes too much sense. It's too um, unexpected from what their left analytical brain might conjure up. Uh, we spend a lot of time talking ahead of the actual hypnosis session, so we kind of get a good feel for each other and what they're seeking to understand the lifetimes that they guide themselves to, because this is this greater part of them, the high self or subconscious, whatever name you want to give it, that's directing the session. That part of them is picking the lifetime or lifetimes that they need to see in order to help them understand something fundamental to themselves to move them forward in a better way. Um, the lifetimes that they see are almost always nothing that they've ever thought about before that they didn't know about before. Um, they wouldn't know to make it up. And it always, in the end, ties back to this current lifetime and teaches them something of a much deeper understanding than what they had when they walked in for the session. So it's just, I don't think, um, I mean, gosh, I, it has not been my experience where I thought anybody was making anything up. It just always hits home. It's always very touching. Um, there's a lot of um, release and tears a lot of times through the sessions, stuff that we've, you know, as humans, we just know how to stuff things down um, in order to, you know, wake up and do the whole show again and, 
and you know to survive. And um, this this experience helps people to find the things that need to be dealt with in order to live their purpose, do what they're here to do on this earth and not muddle through um, just surviving. So when you have done your QHHT uh, with different clients, uh, have people come in with a particular illness that they wanted help with? And then after the QHHT session, I mean, that illness is cured. I mean, have you had examples of that? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, yeah, it's, it's an easy thing to do. You know, what Dolores found on on the healing side of it is that um, our symptoms are messages. If we can understand what the messages are, then we can figure out the rest of the information, where it came from, where it originated from, what we've learned from it, how we can heal ourselves, because this is not me healing the client. This is the client healing themselves. Um, and then how to maintain that healing. So, oh my goodness, I've had, um, I've dealt with clients that are in hospice that have healed themselves, um, people with, with stage four cancer. I've had um, a young lady come in who actually was, uh, in her mid childhood, one leg stopped growing. So she was just a little bit off by about an inch or so on one, one leg. In the session, she actually grew her leg. I know that sounds wild, but she did it. Um, she healed her leg. And when she got up from the session, we're talking about, you know, how, how her legs feel. You know, she had to use an orthotic when she came in here because she was off balance. Um, she tried to put her shoe back on with the orthotic and she was off balance the other way. <laughs> so, um, you know, anything is possible. All we are is energy in these unique dense forms. And as energy, we create injury or illness in order to learn from it, to understand ourselves better. And as energy, once we get that message and understand it, we can move forward from it. We can heal ourselves. We create um, tissue, we can recreate um, cartilage. That's an easy one that happens often. Uh, anything is possible. I, I know I've, uh, I did interview um, Sarah Bressman Cosme, a, a mutual friend, uh, yeah. <laughs> a couple of times now, and she talked about uh, some clients who had past life issues that manifested in this life uh, in terms of an illness. So was that the way it worked? Like, uh, that would be some past life issue that was unresolved that manifested that illness or disease? That is always, yeah, that's a possibility. Sometimes it's related to the current life. I have a, an amazing session that's out on my YouTube called Marvelous Mary. And Mary was one of my clients that was in hospice when she came into me. Her doctors had given up on her. She had eight pages of health issues. Um, most, most concerning was a, an uh, ballooning ascending aorta. She also had a ballooning descending aorta, but the ascending was much more serious. They couldn't open her up because it would blow. Um, so on top of many other health issues, this was the most serious. What we find out about in her session is that she has been in a very difficult marriage. Her husband has not treated her well in this lifetime um, to an extreme. And she loves him. She just, she feels connected to him. She loves him, even though he has treated her terribly. And what she was doing without realizing it, she knew she had a gift where she could take on other people's pain. 
she literally could touch somebody and take away their pain. And she knew she had had that gift since childhood. But with other people, she would take their pain and she would pass it through herself. She wouldn't hold it. She would do this for her husband who was destroying his body with his life choices. But for some reason, she would hold on to his pain. And that was the source of her body malfunctioning. And so when we were in her session and I'm talking with her amazing high self, it was talking about this, how she was using the gift differently towards the husband than towards others. And it just says, we're taking that gift away from her in relation to the husband. She cannot take on his stuff anymore because it's killing her. And her, she came here today because she thought she was finishing her life and she was just cleaning up loose ends with this session. But we're here to say that her life is just beginning and she's going to heal herself from this today. And she's going to go out and talk to people about how she healed herself, not the doctors. And so they took the gift away of taking it for her, her then husband, now ex-husband. And they said he is going to have some consequences because now he's going to be affected by his actions and won't be um, receiving her help with that. Interesting. Um, but the healing part of her heart was astounding. It, I, I think I've heard everything. And then I hear something like Mary, um, the healing of her heart. And I actually had to ask the high self to go back and repeat itself. So what it said is it was looking at the heart. It first looked at the descending aorta and said that the doctors had repaired it pretty good, but there was still a little bit that they would like to do to make it be perfect. So they energetically were repairing that lower um, ballooning aorta, uh, descending aorta. When they got to the ascending aorta, they said, well, what we're going to do, we've done this with a few humans on earth and it seems to be working. So we're going to try it with Mary and we're going to wrap her heart with a material that is from another planet. And this material is lighter than air and stronger than steel. And if a surgeon's knife were to touch it, it would shatter the knife. But we're going to try this. Um, it also said that her heart was enlarged, which is normally a problem with a human body. But they said her love is so big that they're going to work with this and she can have her big heart and not have it be a detriment to her health. Um, so that session was, oh my goodness, I think about eight or nine years ago. And, and she's, she's still here. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, you mentioned the highest self. So, you know, this is where it gets very interesting in terms of how we, at a conscious level, interact with our subconscious or the higher self. So I just wanted to kind of like get your take on, on you know, exactly how this works. I mean, here's a diagram. I don't know if that's something you agree with, but it, but it shows the, the higher self, the, the conscious mind and the subconscious mind and the unconscious. So how does all of that work? How does that all come together in terms of a QHHT session? I mean, what... Who are you communicating with and, and, and what is being channeled? That's a great question. And I love your diagram. Um, yeah, it's so here's what these are my personal thoughts. in after years of doing this work is I think all of us have different levels of this higher consciousness as part of us that knows everything. Um, I see this in sessions all the time. I don't know what what level of that higher consciousness is going to come out until it happens. Um, and so I, what I feel is that level that is chosen to come through during a session is 
aligned probably both vibrationally, um, energetically with the client that day. It's the part of them, the, the layer that they need to hear from to help them make sense of things. So in that, it can be um, a very human-like type conversation, very jovial. They can crack jokes. They like to come up with analogies to explain concepts that are, are bigger than what we usually deal with. Um, but there's also on the opposite end of that higher spectrum is very lofty high selves. And they, um, they don't really relate too much with the human body. They have a lot of you know, very profound information they want to give. Um, they're not too concerned you know, you know, when I'm asking them to look at the body and see what needs to be healed, sometimes they'll just, you know, it's like proverbially rolling their eyes, like, oh, a body, you know, it's so, it's so temporary. It's just an illusion. You know, it's very <laughs> um, ungrounded in an earth sense. So I think we all carry those, those multiple layers of this higher consciousness and you know, Dolores called it subconscious only because at the time that that was occurring in her sessions for the very first time, she didn't know what was coming through, but she knew it was deeper information than the left analytical mind that we normally are working with day to day. Um, so deeper, she called it subconscious, but um, it's just a word. You know, they, they use lots of words to describe themselves. Sometimes they'll come through in groups. They'll, they'll talk about we, you know, we, we want her to know this, um, which is always another interesting avenue to take a conversation with. Right. So, so that the QHHT takes the uh, client into this altered state of consciousness where, you know, whether it's the higher self or the subconscious mind, information is flowing and you're there helping them kind of access that level and, and kind of getting their conscious mind to just stay in the background and, and allow that higher self subconscious to come through. Right. And, you know, actually I'll share with you, there's, it's just groundbreaking the changes that we're seeing in these sessions in, in the time that I've been doing it. Um, there's been a huge shift from how clients are, um, receiving this knowledge. It used to be, as I was beginning, it'd be more common for people to have what we call the amnesia experience. They would not fall asleep during the session, but to them it felt like they did because they really weren't aware during the session. They didn't remember anything after or very little. That was normal for decades before about 2010, 2012. Then clients started feeling a little bit more awake and aware, somewhat awake and aware in sessions. Um, around the time that I started. And this has progressed to the point now where almost everybody can access this information feeling somewhat awake and aware, which is huge because when they were in amnesia days, they would come out of it and they would have this recording and they had these other lifetimes that they could hear themselves talking about and these answers from this high self or subconscious part of them. But they didn't have any recall of it. They didn't have any connection to it. And so in my years of doing this, one of the things that I just love is I get to hang out with a lot of this higher consciousness and I'm like Dolores, I wanna know everything. And so I've asked a lot of questions over these years to try and understand it myself. 
And what they say about being more aware in sessions is that this is so good because we're on this journey to becoming a fully awake and aware human being. And that means that you and I and everybody will be able to access this higher consciousness knowledge anytime we want to. You won't need to have a session. Um, you can do it anytime for yourself. And that's where we become truly empowered human beings. You know, it's, it's you know, a fifth dimension experience. Um, having and knowing all knowing is within you that you can heal yourself, that you can know, understand the, the messages your body's trying to give you if something gets out of alignment. Um, and so feeling somewhat aware in sessions is a, such a gift because the client can relate to it after the session. They don't have that amnesia feeling. Um, it means a little bit more um, uh, management of their left analytical brain while they're in this nice deep relaxed state or in hypnosis, same thing. Um, but that's a gift in itself too, because as they get out of a session and they get back into life and a curveball comes at them, um, they can just quiet themselves down, ask themselves, what do I need to do about this? And that voice or that knowing or awareness that they became much more familiar with in their QHHT session is much more recognizable now. And they'll follow their own guidance from that instead of, you know, maybe kind of hitting the wall like they used to a few times before it finally, you know, dawned on them, this is what I should do. Well, that's that's amazing that uh, there's been this kind of qualitative shift where originally, because I think Dolores, correct me if I'm wrong, she, she began in the 1970s or was it 80s? It was more, more in the 80s. I think her, okay. she and her husband started a little bit earlier than that and they took she took a break. So she began in the 80s and I remember reading some of her books where she talked about uh, her clients often being in this kind of a deep trance state where they would come out and they wouldn't know anything. But you've, you've noticed, or, or this is part of uh, the, the kind of QHHT movement, there's been a kind of notice that people tend to now talk more from this kind of like the conscious mind is present in to some extent watching it all rather than in the past, the conscious was kind of like out altogether. It was just deep trance. That's that's quite a shift. It, seems it is. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a jump in evolution. Yeah, I mean that's like an evolution in uh, in the human psyche, in the collective unconscious, if you like. It is. It's. You know, I just. I love watching this evolve, and and yes, other practitioners are, are noticing that as well. I'm the director for the QHHT official forum of practitioners, a private forum. So we get to see posts and comments coming in from practitioners every day around the world. And yes, it is a it is a global phenomena where clients are no longer um, very rarely having that amnesia experience. Um, most are in this awake and aware state. And, and that is, that's just such a gift um, because it makes, it makes this knowing that we hold all this knowledge more accessible. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, just a few have this gift of being psychic or being able to tap in to get these messages every human being has this potential and it's becoming um i hope more understood and used well this is where we kind of come up with the uh, topic of super soldiers because i know that there have been for, for about the last 20 years now you know people have been coming forward and starting to access memories of being super soldiers so 
yeah, if you come across uh, many clients who kind of recall being super soldiers in this lifetime. I've had several. Um, one, you have interviewed Mark Demuzio, who's an amazing, amazing man. And, you know, when, when Mark came to me for the first time, he really just knew that he had missing time, um, had nightmares, horrible nightmares. And, you know, life had been hard. He had been um, just down some hard roads. And he wanted to understand what was happening to him. And so, you know, with Mark, as with everybody, I usually will talk a little bit about, listen, you know, these thoughts that you have where this could be coming from might be exactly spot on and correct. They might be completely different than what you think that they are. And it could be somewhere in between. And so we're just going to go into this with a very open mind and find the best information that we can for you. Now, what's so beautiful with the QHHT session is that part of them that guides them, high self or whatever name you want to give it, um, really is looking out after their well-being. And so it will only give them what they can handle at the time. And with Mark, uh, you know, after the first session, it was, you know, we're pretty mind-blowing, the information that, that we received. And we thought we kind of had it, you know, like, wow, there's, there's your answers, you know, awesome. And, you know, you know, a lot to work through, but now you have a clear understanding of what happened to you in that missing time. And off he went. And I, I didn't think I'd see him again because I usually just see clients once. But um, he got in touch with me and he really was doing the deep work of, of um delving into the information he gave himself in that first session. And he felt that he was ready to go deeper with the knowledge. And so we, to date, I think we've done four sessions and his high self is just brilliant to give him what he's ready for at that time and help him put the pieces back together. And I think, you know, a lot of people have, um, you know, maybe shattered memories or things that don't line up together in a logical sense or missing time, or they don't remember their childhood and they want to know why, what, what happened with that. And interestingly, we do find that there are some that have had these off-world experiences as super soldiers or um, you know, seemingly volunteered to have an experience, uh, have their minds wiped, which is just an astounding experience to, to hear about. I've had a client um, in real um, this current lifetime um, have her mind wiped a few times in the military. And I mean, not as a super soldier, but I mean, this, this technology is there and it's used and um, it really makes me understand that there's so many layers of a human experience that we're not told about. And by able, being able to gain this knowledge to remember what our experiences have been, it, it hopefully helps bring the pieces back together again. And, and that's that's the hope and the desire is that people become more whole feeling in their human experience. 
Well, I know Mark uh, did mention uh, his um, QHHT sessions with you and how that helped him. So uh, with him, uh, and I guess it's the same with other super soldiers, you know, first there's you know, dealing with the stress and the kind of like uh, remembering uh, things that happened to them, just, just getting an accurate recollection of, of what it was that happened. So, so I guess you helped him with that. And I, I guess with uh, Mark, Mark's case was very interesting because he also talked about how his soul was fragmented and there were different clones created of him and these clones were doing things autonomously that he had no idea of, you know, while he was living his normal life. And then at some point the clones died and all of those memories came back as the soul fragment returned itself. So yeah, you want to explain how all that works? Well, you know, I'm, I'm learning as well with all of this. I'm always a student. You know, I think there are so many more aspects of all of us than what we're aware of. Um, you know, Dolores Cannon would like to say um, or said many times, you know, when you decide to turn left, there, there's another aspect of you that turns right to have that experience. So the clones, in a way, are such a for some people, they're like a, a, a mind blowing understanding how can that possibly be but really the technology that has been around and been hidden from us is very advanced and i think our communications with um other beings um, from other planets other solar systems has been happening actually for quite a while and so it makes sense that we would bring in some of that technology and have it to use. And, you know, if, if we're so multifaceted, then these possibilities of clones or other aspects of an individual that are created really isn't that far stretched. It's, it's actually very understandable as far as I can wrap my head around. Yeah, it is. It is fascinating, and uh, something that I guess a lot of people are going to need, because I mean, at some point, this means that uh, any one of us can suddenly find out, or wake up one day and find out that there's uh, that part of their soul was active in another clone, or, or doing things that were part of these secret space programs, and then you have to bring those memories reintegrate those memories i mean that i mean it seems that that's a, a big challenge and i know mark said that uh, he was uh, suicidal when he started to get the memories back of these uh two clones i think he talked about hans mm -hmm. and uh there, there was another one uh that were doing all these terrible things but that he wouldn't do that that he refused to kill people that that he was adamant that he would not do that and so that's where he in, you know, received a lot of kind of like abuse by the hands of the people running these programs, but his clones did those things and, and just yeah, integrating those memories, it was very challenging. It is. And, you know, and in, in my line of work, you know, my, my credo is do no harm. And so, you know, when they're unpacking this really tragic information, really, um, you know, the, the utmost care is given. And again, it's it's that part of them that knows everything that is allowing as much information through as is appropriate. Uh, 
at the time. Now that that doesn't always feel like it was that afterwards because they have to work through this if they choose to do so. But I think again, once it, the information is digested, it helps make sense of a lot of things that didn't make sense before. And um, you know, on some level, I would have to imagine all souls have a knowing of what their experience is going to be. I don't believe that there's victims per se. I believe we're learning in all sorts of different ways with um, our soul experiences. Um, it just seems really hard and, and cruel at times, you know, to hear a person's life story and, and what they've witnessed and, and been put through in a lifetime. You, you mentioned that um, there were several clients that uh, had memories of being super soldiers or were involved in secret space programs. Anything you can share about uh, those clients, what, what they shared with you? You know, the, there seems to be, going through my mind, I would say in almost all of them, there's a background of military or parents being in the military um, or the testing um, at a young age in elementary school. You know, I remember that I, I was tested for that. Um, I, I mean, that shouldn't be a memory I have, but I, I totally remember being tested. I don't, I don't think I was a participant of that, but, you know, we're in the time of great unveiling and we're being shown that nothing is as it was told to us. And so these factions and layers of our government and our military uh, whew, is, is going to be hard for a lot of people, I think, to grasp what has been going on behind the scenes. But I think it's absolutely important for us as we awaken to be aware of all potentiality on this planet, um, because I think we all are better off knowing the truth than putting our heads in the sand as we've been taught to do. Definitely agree with that. Um, clients with memories of ET contact, I mean, how many clients come in and start telling you about their involvement or lives as extraterrestrials? You know, it's, it's so interesting because they'll, they'll start telling me their life story. It's part of what we do in a QHHT session. And sometimes as children, they will have memories of an ET being in the room or being taken up on a ship. Um, or they'll have reoccurring dreams, they'll call it. Um, it's not uncommon at all, actually. It's, it's actually, um, you know, gosh, if I had to put a number to it, maybe... 40 to 50% of clients will outwardly say, I have this memory. I don't understand it. I don't know what happened. Um, sometimes it's a screen memory. Um, as we find out later into the hypnosis, what, what was happening, um, I guess, behind the screen um, that, that they weren't consciously aware of. So, you know, our human mind is, is a miraculous vessel and our experiences are all in there. And, to be able to have a tool to tap in and find what's most appropriate for the client to help them understand themselves better and move forward in their best way possible is really, truly just such a gift. 
Well, I know one of your clients uh, spoke about an alien invasion and three timelines. So can you tell us what was that about? Yeah, so very interesting session. Um, this gal is an amazing psychic intuitive here in Des Moines, Iowa. And uh, she had some questions about a time where she worked for the military in the special forces and um, they used her gifts, her intuitive gifts to look at different um, scenarios that the special forces were going to be going into. And she had a memory of being with them in on another continent and having three timelines. And she remembered one timeline where she and the soldiers went into a remote village and um, she gave out pencils and bottles of water to the village children. She had another timeline memory where she didn't go with them and she stayed in town in her apartment or dwelling. Um, and then she had a third one where she was left in the village and she spent time with the village um, shaman medicine man uh, for several weeks and learned more capabilities of her psychic gifts. And so that was her question, which one happened? Well, in the midst of, of that, just a year or two before she came into me for a session, she was sitting in her office in Des Moines on a perfectly sunny day like today and lightning struck through her glass window, hit her arm and computer, her hand was on her mouse um, knocked her off the chair, fried the computer, and she was having um, lots of energy going through that arm ever since. So all of this was kind of tied in together. So what her high self told her in that session is that there's actually an alien invasion that occurred at that time. Um, I believe it's 1994. And uh, that when this occurred, um, we are, humanity has a screen memory of a plane crash. I can't remember which crash it was. It wasn't, wasn't the Malaysian one, it was a different one. So that's what we all remember happening. But this invasion happened. Um, she remembers calling out to Arcturus, um, where she is very connected to, asking for help for humanity. Um, Arcturus, called in soldiers that were would be beneficial for humanity. Um, they would fight the ones that were invading us. The invasion actually lasted a couple of years. And in a, a, an event that has only happened, they said one other place in the, in the solar system or in the cosmos, um, our collective memories were wiped and everything was put back in place to one second before the invasion occurred. So we don't remember it. And everybody's, you know, everybody's back in their bodies that, that, that left their bodies during that time. It's, it was a miraculous, amazing experience. And um, what she found about during all of that going on, it was during that timeline and she was um, with the medicine man of the village. So, I mean, there's so many timelines happening at once and it's, it's hard to be linear in this information because it's not linear. Um, that's, that's fascinating. Uh, I mean, the only thing that comes to mind was that in 1993, you had the first Gulf War where 
um, a, a lot of nations went to Saudi Arabia uh, because of this invasion of Kuwait by Iraq. And uh, I mean, so uh, if, if this, if something like this really did happen, I mean, it's perfectly feasible that an, that an event like that could be like a cover for something else. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, so that's uh, that's fascinating. I mean, I, I don't want to dismiss that. I just want to say that uh, you know there are these global events that happen, and you know, the newspapers focus on the on the cover story, the surface, but yeah. behind the scenes, you could have had, as your client said, a, a real alien invasion. But so, but essentially, this was something that happened um, back in 1994, maybe 1993, that time frame. Uh, but right now. Uh, are any of your clients talking about an alien invasion? Because there's people that talk about something coming and some say, well, we could have an alien invasion. Some say it's going to be a false flag event. Others say, well, it's not going to happen uh, because uh, the you know, negative ETs have left our solar system. So yeah. you know, what, what, what are you been hearing? Well, the information that I have received um, in my sessions most recently, well, you know, over the last year or two, I would say, yeah, let's go that far back, is that uh, there's nothing malevolent that is going to happen. If it's done, it's, it's created here on Earth um, to scare us and to keep us locked into fear. Um, that's the big shift is that we're learning to let go of fear. And that's why everything in the world looks so chaotic right now, because collectively we have decided that we're going to look at fear and decide where we stand with it. Um, if we entertain it, if we don't anymore. So they are not saying that anything like that is going to happen, that it may appear that that's happening. And if it does to really step back and be observers over who is saying it and how it's being presented. Um, they say that we are very protected, that um, the changes um, with the people that are, um, how should I say this, the bad guys are um, really not in control at all anymore. It's an illusion. They're trying to show that they're still in control. Uh, they just don't have that grip on us anymore, the, that the light is winning, has won. And it's just, you know, I guess giving people the opportunity to wake up and, you know, for those of us that are, it's a little bit painful to watch, you know, at times and, and, but that's, we're, we're meant to be here at this time to help others and everybody's going to get there at their own soul time and you can't force anybody to be there and, you know, sometimes they'll talk about a global event happening, you know, a big flash or something like that. But most of the time they're they're saying uh, along the lines that it's an individual process and each soul, soul will ascend or have that um, higher frequency and dimensional shift when each one is ready for it. And I think, I think a lot of us are already experiencing some of that. You know, we're kind of ebbing and flowing from third dimension to fourth and fifth and higher um, in our day-to-day -day lifetimes. Pretty exciting, actually. It, it is. And I've, I've had multiple sources, many sources, uh, describe something very similar, that, that the negative extraterrestrials have been forced to leave our solar system. That's, that's what's left is uh, the positive forces, but they're, they're allowing humanity 
to kind of like resolve the issues ourselves, that the former minions of these uh, negative extraterrestrials, you know, they're on their own, they're, they're kind of trying to hold on to power, but they're losing it day by day. And, you know, that brings me to my next question, uh, which kind of like uh, follows from this, is that, you know, some of your clients have spoken about the attempts to bring about a worldwide conflagration, like a, a third world war, that there are groups trying to bring this about, but but it's not going to happen. So you, you want to talk to that? Yeah. So it, it's from what I understand in the information that I listen to in these sessions I give, it's an opportunity to help people understand um, the different um, dichotomies that we live in. We've got, um, you know, the earth experiences the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And we learn as a soul from those experiences. It's a tough school here on earth. And the news that has been coming out over these last few years, the whole experience that we started having in 2020, um, are like um, illumination of truth. And a lot of the information is opposite of what it actually is. So, you know, you can kind of take what you hear on mainstream, turn it opposite, and you're probably closer to what the truth is. And I, I think it's just an opportunity for people to take their sovereign selves back into play again and stop being the sheep. And it's almost hard now, I think, to, um, to, to follow um, the mainstream narrative. I mean, you just, it just doesn't situate into a life very easily now without any questions being asked whatsoever. I think that's, you know, I think whatever was planned for us in 2020, um, you know, actually ricocheted <laughs> and brought a lot more people awake than what maybe the bad guys were anticipating. And I, I think we've got, you know, forces on many, many, many levels, dimensions um, that are helping us get through this holy and intact. And um, it's part of the journey that we asked to be here for. So I think we'd have to just buck up and do our parts to help ourselves and to help others and, and really be grateful that we're here at a time of, of great change. Well, I think that is kind of uh, really amazing that you're getting from these clients who've been put under the QHHT uh, sessions information about the current state of affairs on the planet, which matches what a lot of whistleblowers and what in, a lot of insiders are saying and contactees are saying about, you know, at the moment, you know, we're watching kind of like these shadow events that are being carried out, but, but the bad guys... Uh, their their power is eroding very very quickly, and and not to be caught up in the fear. This is a time to stand in your power, you know, connect with your higher self, and and so you're getting that same information, which I think is is great. It shows yeah. how important it is to for us all individually to go out there and you know whether it's through QHHT or whether it's meditation, prayer, or staying in in nature, just connecting with our higher self. Oh yeah, just being at peace. You know, just last night I had the craziest, funnest experience where I was kind of going in and out of theta, you know, which theta state is where we're trying to help people get to when they're in hypnosis, right? It's that, 
you know, when you're, when you're just coming out of sleep or just falling asleep, the body gets really heavy and comfortable. That's theta. And, you know, just last night, um, I would be waking up and I was in a class learning how to give a class about tapping in to get all of our answers. And, and I was practicing what they were teaching me in the moment. And I actually um, got up and started recording, you know, my questions and my answers. And I think this is where we're headed, Dr. Sala. And it's just, it's such a, um, it's such a gift to be here now because, you know, generations back, there's always somebody who knew somebody who could do this, get get the knowledge or be the seer or um, be the one that people would come to when they needed answers to their questions. But now it's it's each of us and, and we're capable of doing this. And I think that, you know, I have to say that is my greatest joy in life as far as my field of work goes is showing how easily accessible your knowledge is and your healing and that you can do this. Um, by yourself you don't you know being outside in nature is just such a great way to tap in and um quite you know some people will say you know i can't meditate i'm, I'm a crappy meditator well i'm the queen of crappy meditators you know but but i've learned over time you know just simply to to exhale and inhale and exhale and inhale and the more you do that simple breathing the more you let go and can tap into that deep part of yourself and humans like to make it kind of challenging. Um, that's how we're programmed, by the way. You know, we've been taught to make everything really hard and, and difficult and not to trust our inner knowing. And that's part of this great shift is that we're learning everything that we've been told to not trust about ourselves is exactly what holds all the knowledge. Now, some of your clients have talked about something that is coming called the event. So you want to tell us, uh, you know, when did this begin? When did clients start talking about the event? Okay, well, I can tell you from my experience, um, a long time ago, back when I very first started giving QHHT sessions, I gave a session to a wonderful gentleman named Ron Head. And Ron Head, in um, one of, I gave him actually many, many sessions over time. He, he actually moved from Florida to Des Moines so that we could do a lot of sessions. And he started talking about the event. It was the first time I had ever heard that term. Um, so over time, others have, have started talking about it. I don't know if he was the first. I would have to think he was one of the first, if not. Um, but this great event, this shift of consciousness, um, you know, people call it 5D or, um, um, you know, coming out of the, the, the dichotomy of 3D life. And again, that information still streams through in sessions currently. Um, and, and they will, again, sometimes say it's like a flash, you know, in a flash, everything's changed. Um, we're in this overlay of um, what's being created for us called the new earth. Dolores Cannon talked about the new earth quite a bit. I have a client uh, named Beverly who she and I are co-writing a book. Her, um, it's not the high self that comes through for Beverly. It's called, she calls herself the designer of our reality simulations. And she's a creator with source over our reality. And she'll say that right now there's an experiment going on where they're trying to do an overlay on earth of 5D life. 
and they they put the overlay on, they see what works, what does, and they take it off, they fix what needs to be improved. Um, so there's just so much that's going on on so many different levels, um, but we all hold that knowledge. So this event, um, is does it have something to do with the return of Christ consciousness or something like that, this overriding sense of unity, oneness, that kind of like sweeps over the planet where all of a sudden people wake up one day and realize that we're, that we're all connected. And I, I don't know how long it lasts for, if it's just for a moment, if it's just for an hour or a week or, or a month. But, yeah, what, what have your clients been saying about this kind of Christ consciousness or whatever it is, the shifting consciousness, uh, how long does it last for? Well, okay, so I think that's such a great question. So that happens, I think, at varying amounts of time um, for all of us. I think those of us that are open to it and aware of it, we're seeing it more and more often. Um, you know, I, I had an experience where one day when I was going to work, I stopped at a restaurant that I normally stop at just to pick up something. But when I walked in this time, everything was different in the restaurant. The colors were brighter. The people had almost a glow to them. They're, everything was so happy. And when I went to order a sandwich, you know, the gentleman says, you know, what can I get for you? You know, I'm so happy you're here today. It was just, it was so amazing. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, I just didn't realize how wonderful and special this place was. Everything feels so good here. And I, I walked out to come back down to my office to get ready for a session. And the next day I thought, I'm stopping back there. That was awesome. I don't know what happened there, but that was great. And I want more of it. And I walked in and everything was back to normal. It was just, you know, it was nice. It was just normal. It wasn't that glowy, vibrant experience. And so what I learned from that is that must be 5D. That must be what it's like when everything is in um, alignment. And so I think moments like that can be happening for all of us um, from time to time. It's like when you're feeling so connected, um, very happy or under um, a great sense of peace. Um, I think it's, it's, again, ebbing and flowing for us at different times. It's just, are we aware what's happening in those really high level moments? And I think the event is showing us that that's possible for all of us. It's our probability. It's, it's where we're headed. And I think we have to kind of take it in small steps in order to not fry our circuit boards, um, perhaps. Um, I'm all for everything happening in, in a blink of an eye. <laughs> but in the meanwhile, I think we've got work to do and we have to, you know, kind of get our vibrations and our frequencies up and tend to our physical bodies well and uh, learn to let go of fear, um, those things that, that don't vibrate in that higher level. And I think we're in that midst of understanding and appreciating right now. Yeah, we definitely seem to be heading towards something uh, truly uh, dramatic at a global level, and uh, I don't think it's going to take all that much longer. But uh, one of the issues that has come up, I, I think, in uh, some of the uh, sessions that you've done is the idea of this split, that, that not all humanity will accept the event or willingly kind of like integrate with it and that they will choose to kind of like go their own way. So, yeah, what, what can you tell us about this this split as this event kind of like or this whatever it is, Christ consciousness or global unity, cosmic unity, 
like this sends around the planet. And, you know, for those people that choose not to accept it, I mean, how do they split from the rest of us? Yeah, that's such an interesting concept. So what, what I hear in my sessions for my clients, uh, uniform information, is that um, Earth is having the most amazing experiment happen on it right now with the shift in consciousness. And I, I've heard in sessions that it's been done before, but um, not often and not in a, in a 3D planet. So what they're saying is every opportunity is being given to every soul that is on the planet to elevate and be able to make this shift um, to this new earth. Um, however, because some souls still have learning to do in a more of a 3D environment, um, it's no judgment. It's not that they're bad. Um, or they're less developed than, than one that's ready to go. It's just what their soul needs. And because a 3D vibration doesn't resonate with a 5D vibration as well, um, they can't be together. Um, so those souls that, that need to have more of the 3D experience will have a break. And um, it's not that it's such a hard concept to put a finger on, they, they will often say that they, that the ones that split off that need to have more 3d experience, their memories will be wiped and they won't have the memory of being here. Or some have said that they will still have almost like phantom, um, family members, you know, the ones that have left that have gone to this new earth experience, um, to the 3d people, nothing will have changed. Um, that aspect of their family or friends um, will still play out on a level that they can um, cohabitate with. It's, it's a remarkable concept, um, kind of uh, brain frying a little <laughs> when you get into it. But I love that part. Um, and, and the 5D, they're, 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 they're aware of the split. They know what's going on. And they're, they're ready to go into this higher vibrational frequency and alignment. Well, I, I know this question is probably a little uh, challenging, but the, the event does have something to do with the sun. And, and we know that the sun is a living organism and it it does kind of interact with the planets and with the, uh, the beings on the planet, which would be us. So with the event, uh, you know, what would what role does the sun play? I mean, is it something some people have talked about a solar flash where you actually have this bang, something kind of like fries all of the electronics and we're kind of pushed into the dark ages and uh, in terms of nothing electronically working and it's going to be chaos for a while? Or is it just that the sun is just going to like, you know, just drive up the level of photonic activity kind of like bring about this 5D consciousness where, you know, all of a sudden we're thinking and operating at 5D rather than 3D. Yes. So the information I get is more like the latter of what you, ex what you described um, is we're getting that information, those codes, those light codes all the time from our sun. And there's a central sun that is spoken about in sessions, you know, beyond that sun. And, um, so we're, we're always receiving that information. That's why they say, you know, go out and, and be in the sun. 
because you're receiving that information more easily, you know, not to, you know, gaze into the sun to the point of hurting your eyes, but, you know, maybe at sunset or sunrise, you know, it's, it's a safer time to spend a few seconds doing that. Um, you know, what we're told in society is wear your sunscreen, get the sunglasses on, you know, get the UV protection clothing on, you know, and, and what that does um, by design is it dulls our ability to take in this, this source code information. And hopefully we're learning about, um, you know, not believing everything that we've been taught. <laughs> taking it opposite again and following, you know, that path instead. So what is the new earth? Again, that's something uh, your clients have mentioned that um, in some of the sessions that I've kind of heard you uh, discuss in interviews. So what's this new earth look like? Well, you know, I think it's kind of like that deli I went into. Everything's very vibrant and beautiful. There's um, harmony within um, the the beings, the souls that are there. Um, it's more a one for all, um, all for one scenario. It's, um, gosh, you know, it's not hard to imagine because we we are in and out of that phase now more often than not. Um, you know, I, I will give an example. I know, you know, Sarah and I just got back from Egypt and we were guiding a tour there. And this group that came together for this tour, um, very few knew each other going into it, but they were amazing. They were so helpful to one another. If, if one person um, fell ill, everybody around them did everything they could energy wise and, you know, um, medicine wise to, to help bring that one up again. It was, it was, it was such a beautiful experience and it was a very 5d experience um, on top of being in these places of, um, you know, oh my goodness, the temples and the, and the pyramids and all the um, history that has occurred there and it is happening now. So that experience to me showed me, 5D. I mean, that's how we operate in a higher vibration frequency where we're helping one another out at every turn. And therefore, everything becomes more beautiful, more enhanced. Um, you drop off the negativity and the worry and the fear to fully focus in on your soul's journey and experience and being part of a collective. That to me is what the 5D is about. Now, uh, you, you mentioned the, the tour that you just did with uh, Sarah Cosme in, in Egypt. So uh, Egypt, I mean, the, the pyramids, I mean, are they really that important for this kind of like new world, this new earth that's coming you know, for anchoring 5D consciousness? I mean, what do you know about pyramids being some kind of anchor for this higher, higher density consciousness? Well, it's so interesting, Dr. Sala, because so many times in sessions when the client is getting acclimated into the lifetime where they've been taken to, to learn more about themselves, you know, often they'll say, oh, I see a pyramid, you know, and, and I'm sitting on the sidelines going, awesome, let's go. <laughs> let's see what we can learn about these pyramids, um, sometimes on this planet, sometimes on other planets, other realms and dimensions. But for the pyramids that are in the Giza Plateau, what we know from the sessions and from experience is that they were energy generators 
on, on a level. Um, they obviously line up with other pyramids around the planet, other temples. Um, there's that great grid and, and uh, ley lines that everything seems to be running on, you know, much higher consciousness than what we have here currently in order to do something like that. Um, but I also think that for the Great Pyramid in Giza, for example, um, it was a place of initiation. And, um, you know, I think students were brought into perhaps the what we call the King's Chamber and that sarcophagus um, in order to have a, a, you know, I guess we call it a near-death experience that we were trained to take in order to go out into the ethers to um, to gather information and bring back to help. Um, I think that was part of the journey and part of the purpose of, of the pyramids. And I think our um, teachers in ancient times understood that. I think they were star beings. They weren't all from, from this planet. They were bringing us information to help um, elevate us up. And you could still feel that energy there um, as you tune into it. And it was beautiful to see on this tour people that really didn't um, maybe uh, tie into the spirituality that, that Sarah and I were sharing with them, of course, on her um, books from Atlantis and, and how it ties into the pyramids and being in that uh, vicinity at the time or tapping in and finding their own soul's journey, which is what I was helping them do, getting their own information about being in those places, um, it touched them deeply and profoundly. And you know, some some of the locations we go to, um, one person might think, yeah, you know, it's not much, you know, it's interesting, whatever. And at the next location, they would just be um, have tears coming down. They didn't know what had hit them, why they felt so emotional at this location, but it was like memories that were coming back. So I think they're great um, um, igniters of our own soul knowledge. Plus, I think they hold information that's just been waiting for us to get our act together in order to activate. And I think we're there. So what would you say, Suzanne, to people who are feeling that there's a deeper aspect to who they are that they are not connected with and they want to get connected to that. So what would you recommend to them? Oh, you know, it, it can be truly as simple as just quieting the mind and, um, and asking what they need to know about themselves and trusting the very first thought that comes to mind. That's one of my um, great tips as I've taught QHHT to clients and to other practitioners is, um, your knowledge is right there. And if you trust the very first thought that comes to mind, you're starting in on that journey of unpacking and discovering what is most important for you to know at that time. Meditation is a great tool for that. Channeling is a wonderful way of tapping in. Automatic writing, same thing. Um, QHHT sessions. Uh, there's so many different ways of doing um, that deeper work. And I think it's just what each person feels guided towards, you know, some people love Dr. Sala and some people love Dolores Cannon and some people love Edgar Casey, And, you know, that's because there's many teachers, similar messages, but um, one will attract to another, maybe more than, than the other. 
um, but they still end up getting what they need to help advance their own their own growth. And that's that's what it's all about. Great. So what are you working on now? And, and do you have any more tours coming up? Anything you want to let people know about? Yeah. So uh, Sarah and I, we just had such a great time during this tour. We're planning two more um, for 2024. One will be in May. One will be in September. Beautiful, amazing tours. We are also going to be doing a workshop together in January down in Jupiter, Florida. So come to Jupiter and, and hang out with us for a little bit. It's going to be a great soul expansion workshop. Um, we're going to do that. I'm writing a book with my client, Beverly. Uh, we've done six sessions uh, where this astounding high, high, high level information comes through. It's um, I, I hesitate to say this, but it's the only comparison I can think of. It's kind of like a modern day version of the raw material. Um, so we're we're editing that work right now, and then we'll get it published um, as quickly as possible. I have another book that I had started on that I put on that it's a, cl a collection of session stories because, again, I want everybody to know that they hold all this amazing information within themselves and what clients who have come in, you know, not expecting to to receive have had astounding healing and understandings and and um, been able to move forward in their life with purpose and on track. So I'm, and I'm seeing clients, so <laughs> I have a lot going on right now. <laughs> so if people want to get in touch with you, do they just, um, you know, where do they go? So it's my website, SuzanneSpooner.com. Uh, there is my QHHT information. My sessions are out quite a ways. But um, what I found with the sessions is if they decide to book, that is the day that their high self has decided this is when all the information is coming through. So if they can be patient, um, they can book a QHHT session there. I think I'm into about mid or late um, 2026 now for sessions. Um, you can learn how to do my process of channeling called the Art of Universal Knowing or the acronym TAUK Talk on that website. I have a guided meditation there called the Universal Mind Project, um, which was created so that people could tap into their high selves on their own. Um, that's just what I'm about. I just want people to be able to do this themselves. Um, so there's a lot of information there on that website. I have a YouTube channel that has a lot of uh, session segments, whole sessions that my clients have generously allow me to uh, put out there. Um, so all sorts of different experiences, ET, super soldier, um, other dimensional experiences, um, past lives, future lives. Um, so if you want to geek out with me on, on sessions, you can find a lot of information there. I'll look forward to your book coming out. I'd love to do an interview uh, once that comes out. And I recommend people just go to your website and go to your YouTube channel and watch some of the sessions that you did. Uh, fascinating material. And especially, I, I loved hearing those uh, descriptions of the event that uh, you did with uh, Ron Head. That was uh, really, yeah. truly fascinating. So, so thank you, Suzanne, for sharing your insights and your experience into QHHT. Thank you so much, Dr. Salas. It's, it's a joy to, to share what's going on in my amazing little world. You have been listening to Exopolitics Today with Dr. Michael Sala. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to this channel. Join or start a conversation in the comments.
take the time to explore the vast library of best-selling books, webinars, and podcasts by Dr. Sala. Visit exopoliticstoday.com. Thank you.